Women have been giving birth for centuries, so it's a pretty natural experience, right? Wrong. I'm Stephanie King, professional doula, childbirth educator, and the creator of the My Essential Birth Course, the online childbirth education course that's helping women everywhere confidently achieve their best birth. Today's culture would have us think that birth should be treated like an illness or an emergency, and that most of us need other people telling us what's best for our bodies because we aren't the experts. So sit tight, because if you're tuning into this podcast, you'll probably start to believe in your body, your intuition, and find yourself empowered and confident to do what it takes to have the birth of your dreams. If you like listening to me take you through these weekly topics step-by-step, then you're going to love the My Essential Birth course. Make sure that you're subscribed to the podcast and definitely head over to myessentialbirth.com for the free downloads mentioned right here in these episodes and to join the birth course and community full of pregnant moms just like you. I have to add a disclaimer that I am not a medical professional and I cannot provide medical advice. All of the information expressed in this podcast are based off of personal, professional, and educational experiences and are my own opinion. Please work with a provider you trust for medical advice during your pregnancy and birth. Okay, this week's reviewer of the week is RGP2021, and she says, best podcast. Look no further for a pregnancy podcast. This one has it all. The ease of listening to this was the very first thing I loved, but it doesn't stop there. This podcast encouraged me to trust my body, advocate for myself, do the research, and get a doula. This podcast helped spark many conversations with my husband about what we wanted out of our birth as it gave unbiased information on so many options. Thank you because that is so big. I love, love, love being able to do that. When it came to... When it came to when I went into labor, I was confident in my body and our knowledge that we were able to follow our birth plan exactly, no epidural. I knew what to do while at home and felt confident asking questions to the doctor before any decisions were made once at the hospital. Thank you, RGP2021. I absolutely love that I get to read these and that you guys feel so empowered. Um, I want to say that I really appreciate, I feel like recently I've received a lot of messages, a lot of DMs, a lot of emails that have said, hey, I listened to your podcast and I did these things and I had this incredible birth and that's the goal. So for all of you that are willing to leave a review or reach out to me and let me know how you've put this into practice, I just want to tell you how much it lights me up. This is exactly why I do what I do and so thank you so much for leaving that review. All right, so today we have a special guest and I am super excited to introduce her. Her name is Taylor. She is not only a new mom, but she is a My Essential Birth student who I hope had a really good birth experience and that is why she's here to tell us all about her story. Um, But I'm excited to share another birth story with all of you and I, I know the feedback has been excellent that you absolutely love hearing them. So if you are a My Essential Birth mom and you would like to also share your birth story here on the podcast, make sure to send me an email at hello at myessentialbirth.com and we can have a little chat and get you on the podcast because this is the fun part hearing all about this so Taylor thank you so much for being here with me thank you I'm so excited to have this opportunity I know me too (laughs) yes okay well good why don't we start will you just tell us a little bit about yourself tell me which baby this was um a little bit about like your pregnancy and stuff what what about you Yeah, so this is my husband and I's first baby. We had a little boy. Um, We'd been married for two years, so he came a little bit earlier than we thought we were going to have kids, but we're so (laughs) blessed to have him. And the pregnancy, I loved being pregnant. It was such a joy and to know like, wow, we're really going to have a baby in nine months was so exciting. 
The first trimester was definitely a little rough. I was very tired, very nauseous all the time. And on top of that, I was teaching at the time. So we just started a new school year. So on top of all that new year exhaustion, having pregnancy kick in, that was a lot. But once I hit that second trimester, it was like, oh, this is so nice. This is wonderful. <laughs> this is heavenly. Um, and that continued well into the rest of the pregnancy, which I was very thankful for. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. I know a lot of moms that they're like waiting, right, for that first trimester mm-hmm. sickness to just like, please get me over the hump. And I that was me too. I would hit about 12 weeks and I could tell it was letting up. And by 14 weeks, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can eat regular food. Yeah. Nothing's grossing me out anymore. <laughs> Makes a difference. Yeah, I was like, I hope. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah. I was like, I hope when I hit that 12 weeks, it gets better, but you just never know. So I was very thankful it did. No, and there's no like, because you feel like once you're in it, like, it's just going to keep going, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you can't see that it's ever going to let up. Yeah. And then when it starts to, you're like, oh, freedom. Yeah. Okay, I can breathe. It's good. Yeah. Well, good. Okay, so tell me a little bit about your pregnancy. Um, I know that we, this is like a big thing, right? Moms want to know, how do I know I'm pregnant, right? So like, what were some of your very first pregnancy symptoms? Um, and what, or like, what did you notice right away that told you, yeah, I'm definitely pregnant? So I noticed I was even more tired than I normally am. I would come home from work and just Mm. sleep. Like as soon as I got home, which normally I was tired, but I never could nap before. And now I was napping and I was like, this is kind of odd. And normally my cycle, I got my period on time. I was maybe like a day late. Um, So I had missed it. And so I was like, okay, I'll give it a day or two. And after the second day, I just had this feeling of like, Oh my goodness, I think like we could be expecting. So I was like, my husband said, well, maybe we'll wait a week and see before we take a test. And I was like, no, I can't do that. So the third, the third day I went and I bought a test and I took it and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know. Like we weren't like expecting this and wow, here it is. And so the exhaustion and then having that missed cycle, I was like, okay this it's got to be it that helps if you're regular like that yeah so yeah it's definitely a good sign of like okay it's gone at least two days and once I've missed two I know something's up so I love it I'm with you on the exhaustion that was like a telltale sign and you know what's funny is I I don't know I think it was like part mental because it was as soon as I I was like oh am I tired Mm -hmm. oh am I pregnant and then I take that test and the second it said positive I was like oh I gotta go to bed (laughs) like all of a sudden right like yes I'm I'm sick and I'm tired and I'm definitely pregnant now it told me on the test so that's so funny um okay so did you have any like do you know like trimester to trimester like first second third I know that there's some telltale things that happen in each of them did anything stand out like you said you had nausea in the first for sure did you have any weird cravings was there anything else that was like really fun were there any like weird second or third trimester things that you can think of I'm very thankful throughout my whole pregnancy I just craved fruit like fresh fruit was like all I wanted I (laughs) ate so much watermelon it was crazy (laughs) we probably bought like at least 50 plus watermelons because that's like all I wanted anytime (laughs) and it was so sad because 
it wasn't really in season so you're having to buy it like already pre-chopped and I was like oh I know I'm spending so much money but I don't really care I just want the watermelons <laughs> so we'll do what we love to um so that was like the biggest craving I had and then Throughout the second and third trimester, I had my legs, like, at night would get restless and, like, they would almost feel oh, like they're yeah. asleep. And I was like, this is so weird. Like, it's only at night when I'm trying to go to bed and I can't because now I'm uncomfortable. Um, so, Not fair. Yeah. So did you find any relief for that? Was there anything that you were able to do? Um, I started going to the chiropractor for back and hip pain that I was also having, and that seemed to help a little bit. But... Nothing Wonderful. really helped too much with that. So it was kind of just something I had to ride so through sorry. and know, like, <laughs> once I get to the end and have this baby, it should go away, which it did. Which yes. was which so it did. wild. It, wait, it did or it did, did not? Yeah, it did. Okay. Good. So it was like Good. a switch. Yes. As soon as he was born, I didn't have any more, like, restless leg, whatever you would call it. So Yeah. yeah right. That was... It's funny because, yeah, we I've done podcasts in the past where it was like, here's your pregnancy ailments and like, what's the solution? You know, 99% of them are like, have your baby. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the solution is to have your baby because yeah. you're going to feel so much better. Yeah. So, and I think we have to get like that. Like even for women who like loved being pregnant and like a part of me really did enjoy that. Mm-hmm. But I think you do have to get to that point where you're like, okay, it's better for you to be out than in right now. Yes. Like my body needs mm-hmm. a rest, you know, so Anyways, otherwise we just want those babies in there forever, yeah. kicking around and so fun. I think it's the same with kids, right? That's why they hit their teenage years. Like, all right, you're good. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> that is very true. Um, yeah. <laughs> my mother-in-law told me that. I believe it. Oh. 100%. <laughs> um, was, was there anything unique to your pregnancy? So like... Did you have any concerns come from your provider? Did you ever have a conversation with your provider that made you switch providers? Or maybe early on, were you really good about interviewing different providers? Or did you have to ever have to deal with like a change in due date or induction or a broken bag of water? So like, was there anything unique to your pregnancy or as you're going into labor time that you can think of? We had started out care with an OB um, up until 20 weeks because when we first found out I was pregnant, I was still like very nervous about birth and kind of had those images from the movies of like, this is a terrible thing. I'm going to be screaming. It's going to be so painful. And so I was kind of on the side of like, let's do it in the hospital. We could still go the more normal, natural route. Um, But at least we're there and we have the comforts of if something were to go wrong. And my husband was like, you know, you were built for this. Like, your body is made to give birth. Oh, and, I love that it was your yeah. husband. Yeah, so he's like, I really so think cool. you could do it. And he had a friend who is a midwife. So we were able to talk to her. And I was oh able to gosh. ask all these questions of how that process goes. And if there was an emergency, what would happen? And she just gave me a lot of peace of mind and that reassurance of, no, you can do it. Your body's built for this. You will feel so empowered. You can do it. And so... We started looking into birth centers in our area, and we were able to find a really great one in the city that we were going to be moving to. So we were able to transfer our care over to the birth center and the midwives, and that was the best decision I think we could have made. They were wonderful, and the care that we received was just so much different than going to the OB. It was a lot more personal, and 
it was cozy in there. It didn't feel so sterile. Um, so I'm very thankful we made that leap and said, you know, let's go for it. I think I can do it. Um, so that would probably be the biggest thing was that change. That's great. And you kind of mentioned it's more personal. It's more cozy. It feels mm-hmm. good to be there. Do you have any specifics for maybe a mom that is trying to decide or hasn't even looked into like birth center, home birth, midwife that way? Can you give some specifics of what was different meeting with an OB or having care with an OB versus having it with a midwife, even just for the pregnancy part? Yeah. So with the OB, you go in, it's that typical sterile feel of a doctor's office and you're there, you go in, you wait, they come in for maybe like five minutes and that's about it. They don't really take the time to get to know you and your family and what you're looking for. I can't even remember them asking like, what are you wanting in your birth? Um, So just not having that connection or feeling like they're really invested in this process. And then when we transferred over the care, our birth center, our appointments were in like a converted home. They made it into like their office space. So you go in and you're waiting on couches and then you go in to a room and there's cozy chairs. And so it was just like, you didn't feel like you were in a sterile environment. You felt like you were just in a comfortable, welcoming place that was peaceful. And they really took the time. Our appointments were always over an hour because they wanted to see how my symptoms were and what I was looking for um, in the birth and how I was feeling. They were asking what my emotions were like. And so it was just, they really wanted to know about all areas of my life rather than just get in, get out, move on to the next patient. Um, So it was definitely... They really care about you and your birth. They really want to see you achieve the birth that you want, which was so sweet. Yeah. And I think too, when you are, when you have a goal for your birth, when you have a way that you know that you would like it to go, knowing you have support on the back end, Mm -hmm. well, and I guess on the front end, you know, when you come into the birth place, it makes such a difference. So having somebody that, you know, like, yes, they know and they care and they support and they're going to be there with me throughout. I'm with you. I I think it is night and day in that Mm -hmm. regard. And it makes me want to ask your Enneagram number because I think for some women, they're like, yeah, whatever. Like, I don't mind the five-minute appointments and I like to get in and out. And like, you don't want you to know about my personal life. Like, just be there to catch the baby, you Mm -hmm. know? And then some of us are like, no, like, this matters to me, like how I'm treated and and looked at. And Mm -hmm. like, the fact that I get to sit on a couch, like that matters, comfort, you know? And especially for being able to be vulnerable and open and have a baby in front of people. That's big. So do you know your Enneagram? number? I think I'm a two. I don't really know what that means, but okay. I've like taken the oh, test. Oh, I do because okay. I'm a three two. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, people are like, you so should it's, take care. Yes. And so I did. And that's it's the, the like helper okay. and the softer side. Like, I don't know. My three is a little like more forward mm-hmm. and like maybe the business side of me, you know, which is the one that is a little uh, higher than that too. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, like that, like softer in it, like you care about people and they care about you yeah. and like it matters. So that's fun. I'm going to start asking that from birth stories. Like, I want to know your Enneagram. Yeah, That's so funny. That is funny how it does kind of like tie in yeah. with what I was looking for. Yeah. So, wow. That's awesome. I love it. Okay. So talk to me. You talked to me a little bit about your provider. So you started off in a hospital setting or planned for a hospital mm-hmm. setting and then you moved on to, did you end up 
giving birth in a birth center or did this midwife come home with you? We did a birth center. Um, Right now we're currently renting. So I was like, I don't know if I feel too comfortable uh, having a home birth in a place that's not ours. So hopefully the next one will be able to be a home birth. So we did the birth center, which was so great. Yeah, it was. I love it. Awesome. Okay, did you, and will you tell me in um, your specific situation, was there one midwife that you met with and you knew that was going to be your midwife? Did she have a backup or was it a group of midwives? And will you tell me a little bit about, did you like that? Do you wish it would have been different? Was there anything that way? I'm curious. Yes, so the birth center we used, they had three midwives in the practice, um, but only two delivered or would be at the births. And they had four birth assistants as well. So they were kind of on a calendar that rotated. So you didn't really know for sure who was gonna be at your birth, but they really made sure that you met with every midwife and every birth assistant a couple times so that you felt comfortable with everyone. Um, And it just so happened to work out that the midwife and birth assistant that I really wanted to be at our birth, they were able to be there. had I, I love like, it. delivered on my actual due date, they wouldn't have been the ones to be there. So everything just worked out the way that it was supposed to. But I kind of liked the way their practice was set up, getting to meet with both midwives and all the birth assistants to really get to know everyone. And everyone there was so great that I was in a place of, it really doesn't matter who's at my birth. I know I'm going to be taken yeah. care of. I know they're going to just bring in that um like peacefulness into the birthplace and they're really gonna advocate and fight for my birth plan. So although there were a couple different scenarios that could have happened, I was really comfortable with however it played out, which I'm very fortunate to be able to say that because I'm sure there are some birth centers where that is the scenario and you may not feel comfortable with all of them. Yeah. I love it, though, because you did the work and you, I don't know, had the time and you got to meet everybody. And Mm -hmm. I think there's something beautiful. Like I've seen it come together like that more often than not as Mm -hmm. a doula where like the doctor that I wanted or that nurse that happened to be there and she wouldn't have been there because, you know, this other way. And then it's Mm -hmm. just this beautiful like, yeah, kind of like. I mean, I'm on the spiritual side of things. I'm like, okay, Heavenly Father prepared this place for you. And then, you know, other people, if you're like, oh, like the universe, I don't care what you call it. There's something special that happens when you're Mm -hmm. like the sacred space of bringing a baby into the world and it comes together and it's beautiful. And I love that that was your experience. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah, they even said they were like, you know, it always just works out that the people that need to be at your birth will be there. And it was so true. And I was just like, wow, this is so awesome like how it all worked together and played out I love it I've I've experienced that as a doula too I remember the very first time I wasn't able to make um a birth because I was sick and I was really upset by it because I'm like this woman is counting on me Mm -hmm. I am like I know who her partner is like I know what she needs we've been through all of these things together but then the woman that was backing me up went to her birth and it was mm-hmm. like, no, that's who she needed that. Mm-hmm. And however it worked out, like that was who that woman needed at that time. And uh-huh. so that it's been neat for me. I've also been that person, you know, I've backed somebody up and been like, oh, I was supposed to be here with you. Yeah. This was part of your birth story, oh. you know, and that's, it's just so neat. I love how that works out. It's my favorite. Um, okay. I want to talk a little bit about your partner. Yes. <laughs> so 
first of all, I love that he was like, your body's made for this. Let's yeah. get out of the hospital and go to a- That's incredible. Yeah. What's his Enneagram number? Do you know his? No, I don't <laughs> think he knows either. So we're not too oh, big into okay, that. Okay, so he'll have to test too. Yeah. That's okay. I know. I know. It's it just, I didn't mean to get into it, yeah. but seriously, like I started, we did those podcast episodes and then it got me curious about everybody. I'm like, That's okay, now I just need to know. Yeah. It's kind of like love language too. It makes yeah. me curious. Like, what's your love language? You know, did you guys use that? We did do the love languages and it is so helpful. Oh, I yeah. love it. Yes. Okay. I'll put for anybody who doesn't know what I'm talking about. I'll put the Enneagram test and the love language book test in the yes. show notes. So don't worry about that. So so tell me a little bit about him. Like, how did he support you? What did that look like? At which point did you guys decide maybe we need a birth course and started looking into like further education or started listening to the podcast? What did that look like for you? So, yeah, like I said, he was the one that was really encouraging of a more natural birth outside of the hospital. And when we got talking to his friend that's a midwife, she kind of emphasized that you really do need to be prepared and put some work in. You can't just show up and expect like a natural birth to be this super easy thing. Yes, your body was made for it, but there is some preparation and planning that has to go in to it. So we I'm knew- going to quote you on an Instagram post what you just said. Okay. <laughs> so it, it is very true. And now having had yeah. a natural birth, I'm like, wow, it is so true. I think it would have been a totally yeah. different experience. But so we knew we needed to do this preparation, but didn't know what that looked like. I didn't even really know there was a such like thing as a birth course. So I was kind of like, Okay, I know we need to be prepared, but what does that look like? So I had found the My Essential Birth podcast and started listening to it and loved it. It was such great information. And when you guys mentioned you had that birth course, I was like, oh, this will be awesome. Like, we can do it together. So I told him about it. And he was like, all right, awesome. Go ahead and get it and we'll work through it. (laughs) Um, So we got the course and it was kind of hard to get him to like actually stay focused on the episode sometimes of like working through because it is a lot of information and I think at times he was just like yeah oh my goodness like this is a lot um (laughs) but we were able to work through the course together and I love that there were so many practical ways for us to work together um through all the different things that were given to us, all the different positions we could try or um, the counter pressure. I think that was really helpful for him to not just sit on the couch watch, but be able to actively actively (laughs) do it. So I think that was... Were there things that when you look at your preparation, were there things that you're like, we did really good at this. We were really consistent with this. And I noticed that it helped me here in labor. Was there anything like that for you? I think the biggest thing was practicing the counter pressure and those different positions that during labor he could help me with and be that hands-on because I think that really helped him feel confident when the time came of like, okay, I know what to do. I know where to put my hands. I know what feels comfortable. So I think that would be the biggest thing of just those practical ways for him that gave us like, okay, this is what you need to do. All right, let's practice. And yeah. I love it. Okay, so the part that everyone's waiting for, right? Let's talk about it. Like, how did you know you were in labor? What did the first contractions feel like? What What was that like for you? Oh, my goodness. So my due date was May 15th. 
And I knew listening to the podcast, I was like mentally prepared, like, okay, it's going to go over. (laughs) I'm probably going to be late. That's okay. But every time I would go to my appointments, they were like, wow, he's really low. I don't even think you're going to make it to your due date. So I'm like getting these two different, like, he's pretty low. We might not make it. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe there's a chance I could be early or on my due date. Um, But May 15th came, no baby. May 16th came. He still wasn't coming. I was starting to feel like a little crampy, but my midwife was like, you'll Mm. know when you're in labor. So I was like, okay, like I'm feeling crampy, but she's like, you're going to know. And I was like, so I don't think this is it. Um, So on the 18th, I went in for another appointment um, since he was a little late and she did a cervical check and she was like, you're three to four centimeters right now. Um, when she did wow. that check, I guess that kind of helped kickstart things because I left and I was feeling really crampy. It was a lot more like, oh, okay, I think something is starting. Um, but I went home and I was like, it still doesn't feel like real contractions. Um, So I just hung out with my sister all day and she kept asking, like, are you okay? Like, are you fine? And I was like, yeah, I'm good. I just need to breathe. Like, I just need to take it easy. She's like, I think this baby is coming soon. (laughs) I was like, I hope so, but I don't know. This is my first one. I have no idea what to expect. And then that night around 11 o'clock, I woke up and I was like, cool. I'm feeling this a little more. So I decided to just like come out into our living room and just breathe through what I now know were contractions and kind of get in those comfortable positions. And then it got to the point about an hour or so later where I was like, whew, okay, this is really happening. (laughs) It's happening every like four to five minutes. So I woke up my husband and I was like, I think it's happening. Like, I think it's starting. He's like, okay, we'll start timing your contractions and let the midwife know. And she was like, just keep an eye on it. Let me know when they get a little bit closer. Um, And I was like, okay, this is happening a lot quicker than I thought they were getting stronger. I was feeling more nauseous. So I was like holding the peppermint essential oil to my nose. Like that was a lifesaver to get through that nausea during um, those contractions. And so he was starting to do counter pressure um, when I felt them coming on. And about an hour or two passed and they were getting stronger. So I was like, I need to get in the shower because I need water. Mm -hmm. I need nature's epidural. I need something because this is (laughs) getting intense. So I hopped in the shower for about 45 minutes while he was like getting everything ready to get in the car to go to the birth center. Um, And when I got out, they were so they were getting closer together that I was like, we need to call and we need to say we're coming because <laughs> I'm feeling a lot of pressure down here. I feel like I could start pushing and I'm like worried we're not even going to make it in time. Um, so we headed over to the birth center. It was now about four in the morning. So about five hours had passed from when I was starting to feel like, oh, this I think could be it. This is um, it. And that was the shortest yet longest car ride of my life. It was only like a seven minute (laughs) drive, but I was like, we need to get there now. Um, And when we got there, I think that's when I really hit transition because I couldn't like 
get out of the car. I had to like get down on the ground and I was like, I'm either going to throw up or have a baby right now. Like I, (laughs) this is just not very fun right now. Um, but they were able to get me in, um, inside the birth center and get me all comfortable on the bed. And my midwife was like, do you mind if I check you? And I was like, that's fine. And I was like, if that wasn't just transition, like, I don't know what I'm going to do if I'm not ready to push. Um, She's (laughs) like, you're 10 centimeters. We're good to go. Oh my goodness. Start pushing. And I'm like, oh my goodness, like, this is really happening. We're gonna have a baby soon. And the pushing took a lot longer than I thought. Um, I thought, okay, we're here. Maybe it'll just be like 30 minutes. Now I had to end up pushing like for two hours and I was just Hmm. (laughs) very tired. I was like, oh my goodness, I'm pushing. This is a lot of work. I'm sweating. And I got to the point where I was like, is his head like, do you think he's going to come out soon? So I was like, I don't know how much more I have. And my midwife was like, you know, I think in a couple pushes we might see his head crowning. And I was just like, oh my goodness, like we're not even there yet. Like, this I feel like is gonna take Mm. forever (laughs) um but my little guy decided he wanted to make a grand entrance so probably two or three (laughs) pushes after I had asked that question he just like came flying out (laughs) like he was just ready to come out and my midwife was not ready for that she thought we still had little ways to go so she's like oh oh my goodness like she wasn't prepared to like catch him because he just came like right out in that push and that was just the most amazing feeling but I was like oh my gosh like I wasn't ready for him to be here already (laughs) yeah Um, but it was so sweet and special Oh, good. Okay, let me ask, if you don't mind, just a couple questions about, like, you went through your birth, and will you tell me, you said cramping, like, at the beginning, you're like, oh, I feel kind of crampy. Was it, like, down low cervical cramp, down low, like, front abdominal? Was it your lower back? Was it all of that? It was, like, um, my abdomen, so, like, my, how I would get period cramps, it was in that area. So... Okay. And then was that the same, just more intense at like 11 o'clock at night when it was, you're like, I think this is the real thing. That I felt more like in my back and start to like come around into like my lower to your belly, but I felt yeah. it a lot more in my back and I was like, oh, okay. This is, yeah. <laughs> this is a lot more intense than before. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I, that is the most common. So that's usually when I, as a doula, I'm like, okay, well, let me know when you're ready for me. Like when they start wrapping around yeah. like from the back to the front, then it's like, mm, okay, that's like telltale sign. So I love that you shared that. And how, could you tell me how you were working through those? So were you swaying? You mentioned water. Were you doing anything in the water? Um, you mentioned some counter pressure. Was that on the hips or your back? Or what were some things that really worked for you? And then um, if you can tell me even like, were your eyes open or closed? Did you have music playing? You mentioned mm-hmm. the peppermint for nausea. Did you use anything else for relaxation? Also, I just threw all of those questions at you. So (laughs) just like, I'm just wondering like, yeah, how you like walked through labor, like what that looked for you, looked like for you, like physically and emotionally. So yeah, when I first woke up and thought maybe this could be it and I was in our living room, I was kind of doing just, I was doing the, um, in the three exercises where 
Oh, the pelvic tilts. Yes, the pelvic tilts. I was doing those, and that brought a lot of relief um, to my yeah. hips and my back. And I was kind of just doing child's pose, just all the ways I could, like, twist my body to make it feel comfortable. Um, and then once yeah. it got a little more intense, that's when my husband was doing the counter pressure on my hips um, and lower back. And that was the best relief. It, like, took away so much pain. Mm. I was like, keep doing this. I'm sorry yeah. if you get tired, but this is wonderful. <laughs> You're stuck. Yeah. <laughs> so every contraction, he was just ready um, with his hips. As soon as I said, it's coming, he would just get behind me and just squeeze. Um, awesome. So that was probably the biggest tool that we used um, physically. And, yeah, the peppermint essential oil was key for the nausea because I, I didn't expect it to yeah. come on as early as it did. I knew transition, I would start to feel that would be a pretty tale um, sign that it was coming, but it hit me pretty early on. So that was a great tool. And then in the water, I was swaying back and forth, kind of leaning over um, with the water just hitting my back. Um, and that was so wonderful. It really is nature's epidural because as soon as I got in the water, yeah. I was like, I don't ever want to get out. Like, can I just yes. stay here? <laughs> That's the problem, right? Yeah. He was like, no, we gotta, we gotta get you going. Um, so yeah, yeah, swaying was really helpful, just leaning on him. And um, so those would probably be the biggest things. Once we got to the love birth it. center, I had a playlist um, just of worship music that we oh, put on. Awesome. And that really helped to kind of just center myself and be able to breathe and just pray and just be like, okay, this is going to be hard, but I'm, I got this. The Lord is with me. There's just a lot of peace here. Um, and I had been listening to that music all throughout pregnancy. So it was kind of just like able to help me relax mm. and just be calm yeah. when it was a crazy, crazy few hours. <laughs> I love that. You mentioned too, um, kind of at the end there, like positive affirmations. Like you didn't call them positive affirmations, but you were saying very positive things mm -hmm. to yourself. Were those things that you had practiced saying prior or that you just kind of like intuitively like knew you needed to hear and you wanted to repeat to yourself? Yeah, I definitely had practiced them prior of just those positive thinking, talking to my baby because yeah. in the birth course and on the podcast, just hearing that over and over, like speak those positive things over you and it'll make it easier when the time comes. You kind of will yeah. just um, be able to click into it and it'll almost be second nature. Um, the yeah. biggest thing I said to myself was just, okay, breathe, breathe. Like you got it. Just don't hold your breath. Yeah. Like allow yourself <laughs> to breathe. I was like, you got this, like you can do it. So I had said all these other affirmations like prior to birth, but then that was like the one thing that was just yeah. like, breathe, like one thing at a time, like, okay, you never have to do that again, like, but you can keep doing yes. it. <laughs> so. Oh, that's solid. I love it. I feel like you've taken like all of the good advice and shared it within your birth story, like literally oh. used everything that we're constantly talking about. Yeah. So I love that you shared that. Way to go. Seriously. So good. No, the yeah, and I think too, even just you, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say the podcast was a lifesaver and just constantly reminding me of the right. things like <laughs> do these and it'll make it a 
thousand times easier yes. and it did so that's the you. goal right like get into your head like yeah. so much that you feel like you're hearing that over and yeah. over and over right same with like the positive affirmations like you just need it in your head so much but you talked about too like being able to move your body mm-hmm. um, and how much movement was involved like oh I got up and I was doing the hip squeezes or, or not the hip squeezes but the pelvic tilts and it was giving me relief mm-hmm. on my hips and my belly and moving to the water and what your husband was doing to support you and I think so much of that gets lost when Mm -hmm. we do head in early to a hospital for a hospital birth um, and we're immediately like hooked up to monitors and put on our back and asked to like stay still for a minute you know all I think that there's like some natural intuitive like mom and baby are working together right Mm -hmm. baby's pushing against that uterus and they're working their way down and mom's like moving hips like oh in our heads like oh that's not comfortable I'm gonna move this way Mm -hmm. but really like what it's doing is helping baby like navigate that birth canal and that's huge so I love that you shared like just and how incredible like what a testimony of it right that that doing all those things got you to a point to where you make it to your birthplace seven minutes away and you're at a a point where you can be pushing you know even Mm -hmm. though it took a little while like you were at a point like by yourself at home where you got to that place and within five hours too like that's pretty that's pretty fast especially for a first-time mom to like hit active labor and then be at 10 centimeters so that's incredible was that was that too fast were you like whoo I wasn't ready for that or did it was it like a natural progression and it was fast but it was totally manageable I think because I knew all the different stages of labor and I knew kind of what to expect it was fast, but I could tell exactly where I was and knew when it was like changing. So I think that was helpful. And honestly, I was very thankful with the pace that it was. I think it was not too short, but it wasn't like hours long. Um, But my midwife actually, after I gave birth, she's like, you know, I had said you were three to four centimeters. You were actually more like six to eight centimeters. (laughs) And I was like, she just didn't tell you. I was like, kind of confused. I was like, really? Like, why did, why didn't she say anything? I don't know if maybe she didn't want to like scare me and be like, it's happening right now. But I was like, okay, I guess that makes more sense of why it went faster. Cause in my head I was anticipating Mm. it to be a lot longer. Um, But I'm also like, how did I get to six centimeters and I didn't even know it. Like, thank you, Walked Jesus. Walked out of the office at yeah. six to eight centimeters. I'm like, thank, thank you, Lord. Like, that was wonderful. And even my husband had joked around, like, when my due date passed, he's like, well, maybe the baby's just doing all the hard work. So when labor hits, like, it'll be a lot quicker and easier. And I guess that oh, is what it. he was doing in those few days that he was just hanging out in there. That's so cool. What a neat story. Um, thank you so much for sharing that. I know that you did want to take a little bit of time and talk about your postpartum. Um, and so if you have just a few more minutes with me, I'd love to hear about your postpartum and maybe some even advice that you have from your experience. Yeah. So because my little guy decided to come out very quickly, I had a pretty bad tear. She had to do 15 stitches, which I was like, okay, that's a lot. And I knew it might take like a day or two of not being able to walk, but they were like, for three days, we don't want you to do anything. And at first in my head, I was like, well, that'll be really hard to be on the couch. But once the adrenaline wore off, I was like, okay, I can't even move anyway. Like, there's no way I'm going anywhere. Um, And I think that was just really hard because for me, I don't, 
want to have to rely on everyone else to do everything. Um, I want to be able to help. I wanted to be able to change his diaper. And then with that, you are an Enneagram too. (laughs) I guess it's all making sense. Um, But with being so uncomfortable, I couldn't really sit up. And so that made breastfeeding a challenge. And so I had all of these things just kind of like going on and it was just a lot harder than I anticipated Um, and I thought I prepared for postpartum I thought I had everything I needed I thought I was mentally in a place of knowing okay it will be hard Um, but it was even harder than I ever thought it'd be Um, so I really just want to share like it's okay that it's hard it's okay that your body feels uncomfortable it's okay that you're having to depend on your partner or your family or whoever you have like let them help you they want to help you um and just know that there's so much grace in this season of it's gonna pass it's not gonna be forever and I think that's what I had to remind myself every day of there will be a day where I'm changing so many diapers and It'll be like I was never um, not able to You're not going to miss that. that. Yeah. <laughs> Even my husband was like, but we have a long way to go. Like, it's okay. Um, and yeah. just knowing, like, it's okay that you feel uncomfortable in your body, but it will pass and it will all be okay. And so I think just the biggest thing is let yourself rest. That was the biggest thing for me of when I let myself have that time my body was able to heal. And when I could tell I was doing too much, I was like, okay, I need to pull back. And that really gave myself the ability um, to heal. Um, And one of the biggest things that helped me was the Mama Frida Perry bottle, the one that... Oh, yeah. um, Isn't just like a normal squirt bottle. We'll put a link to it. Has like the curve to it, so it's a lot easier to maneuver. That was a lifesaver because I couldn't really too much moving and with all the stitches that really helped keep everything all clean and not get an infection but just be gentle on yourself don't beat yourself up if it's hard and I think yeah just lots of rest lots of letting your family help you or your support system help you is key Yeah, that's really good advice. Thank you. Um, I do like to end these with like, what's some advice you have for partners from your perspective? And what's some advice you have for moms? So what's some advice that you do have for partners? What could you say to them? I think just remember this is like such a crazy time for your partner. The mom is going through so many changes and to just be patient. Um, with everything that's going on. And there are some days where she may be more emotional than others, but just having that love and being there to be that comfort for her and really just be there alongside her and everything she's doing to prepare because you do play a crucial role. I don't know what I would have done without my husband there. Um, And just listen to the things she's saying that are helpful. Um, And you'll also know when the time comes if there's other things you can be doing I think the partners have an intuition of okay I think she needs this and be willing to try um so yeah just you have to prepare too don't think you're off the hook um that's it yeah (laughs) Yeah. but so true enjoy (laughs) the preparation don't feel like it's a burden like it's an exciting time and 
it's an exciting thing yeah. that you get to be a part of too. Um, it's not just her. Yeah. Love that. And then how about for moms? What is some advice you have for moms? For moms, I think the biggest thing is really to do those three exercises that's helped a 10, um, really do those positive affirmations, relax, use this time when you're in this pregnancy to relax. Cause once you have the baby, it's very crazy and it's totally different. Um, <laughs> So I would say find a great birth course, use that because that was so helpful. I would go on a walk every day and just listen to the podcast or that kind of thing. But just use this time, be excited. I think it's just such a special time and don't miss out on all the exciting parts of the journey. It's such a wonderful, wonderful, sweet time. So, like, Yeah, it really is. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. I appreciate your strength and courage for being here and your willingness to tell your story because I know it's going to touch so many women, just like you were listening to the podcast, you know, walk in and being pregnant, you know, that'll be so neat for other moms to hear this story and gain strength from it. So thank you so much for being here with me. Thank you for having me. It's so special to get to share and have the opportunity and hopefully it does help some other mamas who are going through it too. That's it for this week, but make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you get notifications first as I drop new episode every week. And don't forget to head over to myessentialbirth.com for all of the free downloads mentioned here and to join the birth course and community serving pregnant moms just like you. If you enjoyed this and other episodes, I would love it if you would take a few minutes to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. I read every single one and include one at the beginning of each episode. See you next week.